You're listening to another edition of the Wealth Foundation Podcast, where we help educate listeners on how to create a solid wealth foundation to build their dreams. And now your hosts... Welcome, everyone, to today's call. My name is Frank Rydell with Hurricane Financial. I am joined by my colleague here, Eric Cuvolo. Great to be back with you, Frank. Thank you, Eric. Uh, so we are we're sitting here and we're discussing things uh, prior to this this call, this presentation, and and um, we wanted to get into a couple of subjects that I think are kind of near and dear to both of our hearts here, as far as infinite banking is concerned. Uh, one is going to be opportunity cost and and how that relates to infinite banking. The other is going to be the power of compounding interest. Uh, so we'll start this off first with some Q&A. So, Eric, um, what, do, what do you have for us? Yeah, the, the questions have been flooding in. And I think, I don't know if you realize, if you notice this, Frank, but it seems like the more questions you actually answer, it creates more questions from people. So we, we love it and definitely keep it going. <laughs> So we'll start off with Mr. Arnold in a state of frustration. Okay, Mr. Arnold, I, I know exactly. I've been there. I lived there for a little while, and I'm glad I moved. But uh, let, let's get to your question. I've been researching the infinite banking strategy for a couple of years. I have to date spoken to at least half a dozen insurance agents and financial people. Everyone says they are familiar with the strategy, but no one can actually answer any of my infinite banking questions. I heard you mention the Infinite Banking Institute. Do you think I should contact them? Is this my best course of action? Well, Mr. Arnold, I, I can uh, sympathize with where you're coming from. Uh, I think we've all been frustrated at some point, you know, in this journey. Um, I think when I initially started, I was frustrated with the fact that I was learning about something. This was so many years ago, but there were not very many resources outside of the infinite banking book that I read. I mean, I was struggling to find resources and now there are resources out there like the Infinite Banking Institute. It's the Nelson Nash Institute uh, associated with infinitebanking.org. So I would um, recommend that's a great place to start. There's a lot of useful, good information. Um, you can also visit the information that's on your screen. Give us a call. Uh, we're authorized practitioners. We'd be happy to walk through this with you and answer your questions. But the biggest problem that I see out there is something we've touched on a few times and we'll probably touch on a few more times as we go, is that there's just a lack of education about what is infinite banking and a lack of understanding. And it could just be ignorance in the industry or people not quite grasping everything. But usually when I hear another advisor or an insurance person or somebody explaining infinite banking and they're explaining it from the standpoint of an insurance policy, I know that they don't get it. Because anyone who says that infinite banking is about an insurance policy doesn't understand what the concept of banking is all about. Insurance represents a portion of this strategy. It's like the catalyst or the vehicle we're using. So it has to be designed properly and have all the unique exotic features that you would need in order for it to do things that a typical traditional whole life policy couldn't do. But at the same time, it's not about the insurance policy. It's about everything that happens in your life. So uh, your family vacation that you took to um, Tahiti, right? There's an infinite banking opportunity. Your mortgage payments, there's an infinite banking opportunity. Your kids' braces, paying for... Uh, you know, your kids to, to have a pony, whatever it is that you're going to spend money on, whether it's cash or something you would finance and pay for in some other means, 
that's an infinite banking opportunity. That's an opportunity to take this stream of money that's flowing away from you and through a properly designed infinite banking structure, including a properly designed policy with non-direct recognition, you're able to reverse the streams and have a place that that money can go back into a tax-friendly, tax-favorable type of structure. That's why we use the life insurance. And it is going to benefit you because you'll have access to cash with non-direct recognition. We talked about that before. It's a topic for another day, but that's basically being able to leverage money out of the policy without it hurting your growth and your return. So again, every time you pull money out of the infinite banking policy, if it's properly designed, you're not borrowing your money. You're borrowing the insurance company's money out of their general fund. So Mr. Arnold, it is a great question. And I will tell you all day long, that if you have a policy that is properly designed, you should always be very happy you have that. But focus and fix your eyes, fix your attention on infinite banking, which is everything that happens in your life. The policy is a part of it. And so I think what happens, uh, and Eric, we see this all the time, insurance agents love to talk about insurance. And so a lot of insurance agents pick up on this concept and they think, got it. Here's a new way for me to sell life insurance. I have a hard time selling that old, plain, vanilla life insurance policy that we've been offering. All packages, infinite banking. And so they start trying to make the square peg fit in the round hole and start trying to package an infinite banking policy out of a policy that's really not even designed to, to house it. So whenever I hear people talking about this as a policy, I know that it's off track. And unfortunately, Mr. Arnold, that's probably a much, much larger percentage of professionals out there than I would care to admit. There are a lot of them that explain it from the standpoint of the policy. And again, why did they call it the infinite banking concept? If it was about the policy, why wouldn't they just call it the infinite banking policy? Because it's about the concept, not the policy. The concept of reversing the streams of wealth that are leaving you, bringing that back to you, the policy is just simply a catalyst or a way to capture that. So great question. And uh, I would say just, you know, call the number of your, on your screen. Bring your questions. If you have deeper questions, you want us to take a look, you want us to run illustrations, look at what you're currently working with. We'd be happy to show you not just what a properly designed structure and policy look like, but how you would use it and how it would benefit you in the future. Yeah, I agree with you there, Frank. The Infinite Banking Institute has a great website. They have a lot of resources, a lot of uh, excellent books they can recommend, and we can recommend those as well. They also have a authorized practitioner directory, so you can look them look them up or you know feel free to give us a call or email, and we'd love to answer any specific questions you have. And let's see, the next question is, is the Infinite Banking concept a scam? And that's coming in via Google, via the internet. And you know what? I'll, I'll answer this one, Frank. I, I believe that Google is great. You can find so much information, Google, YouTube, whatever you want to find on the internet, there's probably something or someone out there that's going to tell you that you're correct. Is infinite banking a scam? Well, no, the infinite banking concept is not a scam. It's the person who doesn't design the policy properly and maximize it for your best use. That, that's the true sad scam. And it's not necessarily a scam. I think what it comes down to is a lack, lack of education and training from an agent who doesn't know exactly how to build these properly, how to design them, how to use them, like you were saying, Frank, for the, the banking concept, not the banking policy. So, you know, feel free to 
research as much as you want. Just realize that you're going to find all these things that discredit infinite banking. You're going to hear it called bank on yourself. There's a lot of very, you know, offshoots of what people are making their marketing claim, college planning, talk to an authorized practitioner, get, get in touch with someone who can set you straight, who knows what they're talking about, who knows how to design these properly. And I think you'll find that it's not a scam. You'll find that you just, you haven't met the right person who understands it completely. Once again, I want to just kind of tell everyone we want to bring the show as educators. This isn't QVC. We're not selling you a product. There's not a ticker at the bottom with the timer about to run out. And we're here to educate. You know, I'd I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into this opportunity cost idea because, I mean, that's what revolutionized my thinking, Frank, when it it comes to this banking concept. And it also kind of leads me into a huge mistake that I realized I was making. I'll I'll go into that a little bit later. So if you maybe want to talk about this compounding and opportunity cost. Well, Eric, I, I really wanted to kind of dovetail off of what you just said a minute ago. And I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm hearing this and you were mentioning the um, question that we received uh, through Google and the Internet about, you know, is this infinite banking a scam? Well, um, you know, what's interesting is you think about how long the Internet's really been a big part of our lives. And, and you know, that really kind of started in the in the 90s or came a part of people's lives, you know, late 90s, that type of thing. But prior to that, we had a different means to just get opinions and hear what somebody wanted to say. And that was just called the bathroom wall. So you could go to a public restroom and inside any stall of a public restroom, you would see all kinds of things written with magic markers all over the bathroom wall. Now we have the internet. So in some ways, yeah, you can, just like back then, you could get the, the information on the bathroom wall. You're getting the same information on the internet today. The internet today, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like the, the, uh, 21st century's version of the bathroom wall. So for, for you millennials that have only grown up with a, uh, a knowledge of the internet's been around the entire time you have, uh, hey, I'll tell you back in, in, in the old days, you know, a lot of the information you're getting online, People used to find that written on the bathroom wall. Now, I say that tongue-in-cheek, and I'm saying that jokingly, but what I'm trying to make as a point here is that there was a lot of filth, and there's a lot of junk, and a lot of distortion, and a lot of things that are written on a bathroom wall in a, in a public restroom a lot of times. Those the same type of things that are written on the Internet. So, Eric, I think that that really goes to what you were saying. You can't necessarily believe everything that you see online, just like you can't believe everything somebody writes with a magic marker. You have to you have to step back and look at it. And I think when you start talking to people who understand, you know, you can clearly differentiate between someone who understands how to explain something, who has integrity and honesty. You can hear it in their voice. You know when they're telling you something. You know when you're talking to a product seller. You know instinctively when someone's trying to sell you on something. You also know when somebody's trying to educate you and put you on the right course. Completely different approach than just you know, reading what, what somebody posted on the internet with their magic marker. Really, you know, when you think about it, as, as we wrap up, infinite banking comes down to the idea of saving versus investing versus banking. It's the power of compounding interest. And that's really what this is all about. Again, we're, we're talking about rediverting streams of money that's flowing away from you, conceptually finding a way to bring that back to you. Well, infinite banking allows you to do it. So if the policy allows you to have access to money that you built up in there, 
with non-direct recognition, which means that you can utilize the insurance company's money as the method to redivert those streams of cash coming back. For instance, a quick example, you're paying high interest on a credit card, $5,000 balance. You take $5,000 with non-direct recognition out of your policy. It's not hurting your growth whatsoever. It's a $5,000 policy loan that just basically means that if you don't pay that back, your death benefit is going to be $5,000 lighter. Are you paying interest on it? Absolutely. But it's not your money. It's theirs. Are you earning money on your policy at the same time? Yes, you are. You know what real estate investors call that? They call it leverage. So if you have leverage and you have non-direct recognition and it's not hurting you to utilize money, and now you can re-divert those streams and have that coming back, you're taking the power of savings that you've acquired inside of a policy. The more you use it, the bigger the savings gets to be. You can now use that banking in ways to invest to make other wealth. You can use that banking in ways to pay off debt, which frees up money. And that if you re-divert those streams back into the policy through, again, the side door, which nobody talks about, everybody talks about, overfunding a policy and putting money into premiums. That's not what I'm talking about. So if you're an insurance agent out there and you're thinking, oh, I, I got it, I got it. You're just putting extra money. You're overfunding a policy and putting it into premiums. No, you're not. No, you're not. You couldn't be more wrong if you got up and tried to be wrong. You are actually utilizing a policy's side door and utilizing a hybrid flexible rider in order to put that in. The money has a different purpose when it goes in. It has a different effect when it goes in and a different calculation when it goes in than it does when you put it through door number one. So you have to design a policy that really has two doors. That's what we do. And that's what's so exciting about this. When you understand the power of infinite banking, you really understand the power of savings, investing, and becoming your own banker. And then when you tie all that together, with tax favorable advantages, in my opinion, it's the most powerful thing you can ever see. All right, so next week we have a great call lined up and uh, looking forward to that. So Eric, thank you for joining us today and, and all of you who are listening and as well as those of you who have fed questions in, we appreciate that. Keep the questions coming, we appreciate it. Look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Foundation podcast. The contents of this podcast are for informational and educational purposes only and not to be viewed as advice. Results may vary and listeners are encouraged to seek professional financial advice. To learn more or to submit a question, please visit www.thewealthfoundation.org or call 844-OWN-BANK. That's 844-696-2265. Find us on your favorite social media by searching for hashtag The Wealth Foundation.